Drink it in, man. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Drink it in, man. Get up, Stafford throws. It is end zone. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back, and last weekend I promised you guys a Senior Bowl draft type podcast. Really apologize, I didn't get that out. I'm back here this uh, weekend, so probably be dropping on Saturday for you guys. Just going to give you some info about things I saw at the Senior Bowl, just some quick comments, news, notes types things I took on some of these players that I thought might fit our Detroit Lions. So, going to run through this for you. Uh, hope this helps kind of summarize. I know all you out there have your takes on players you're looking at and things as we head to draft and free agency, so um, this should be fun. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of run it down alphabetical order, but I'm only going to talk about guys that I highlighted um, that either fit the Lions positionally or guys I thought might be uh, good players for our team and uh, just give a quick take on it and, uh, and some of their measurables, things like that. So the first player on the on the list, Nasser Adderley. This is a safety out of Delaware. Now, Delaware is not a big school. They're rocking that uh, Fugazi Michigan helmet. Um, but this guy, I mean, he's absolutely vaulted up the board. Like, one of the sites that I go to for rankings and whatnot, I was shocked to see him up in the top 15 overall. I mean... I'm not sure about that, but I think I did see an interview by this guy. I really liked how he came off in the interview. Um, he did have an interception in the game, five tackles. So uh, he produces, you know, to me the Lions are pretty set at safety with uh, T-Walk and uh, and Diggs back there. You know, everybody's pretty set that GQ is going to be moving on. So Nasir Adderley is a, a good player. I don't know that he fits the Lions, but I did want to bring him up here. The next guy I have is Zach Allen. Now, Zach Allen is a defensive end from Boston College. This guy is 6'5", 285. I mean, he's got a great motor. This is one of those edge-type rushers that will hold the point of attack, but he just never quits on a play. Not the most athletic, not the most freaky by any means, but definitely a guy that has a great motor and would be a guy the, the Lions could look at after the first round for pass rush as well as just that gritty um, type of edge guy, you know, kind of a, a Zettel, only with a, with more rush, more upside, I believe. So we got a guy named Corey Ballantine. He's a cornerback out of Washburn, Division Two. Now, 
when when it comes to the draft and it comes to Senior Bowl, everything, I'm always trying to focus on the SEC guys, the Big Ten guys, you know, these players that have played against the best competition. But there's every year in the draft you're seeing guys come from these no-name schools that make plays and that are good. So Corey Ballantine is a guy that he's under the radar. I feel he had some struggles in some of the practices, but he also flashed at times. So people were like, kind of watch out for this guy, and then you'd watch a couple practices, and he'd be getting toasted, but then he'd make a couple plays. He's got that good cornerback size, 6 feet, 204. I mean, that's what the Lions look for, 6 feet and above, you know, hopefully um, having some range and some length. He did have five tackles in the football game. So to me, this is an under-the-radar late-round type guy to watch. Next player I want to discuss, Chris Boyd. This guy's coming out of Texas, same type of thing, cornerback with size, six foot, 195. This was a guy I loved in college. I mean, he had great pedigree. When I watched a few Texas games, I felt like he uh, was a big-time kind of NFL prospect, but I feel like he sort of fell down the radar. I mean, he's nobody has him that highly ranked. It seems like he's been slipping, but this may be a corner with size that you could get later that has bigger upside. So Chris Boyd's a guy to keep an eye on. Tavon Coney is a guy I have here. He's a he's a middle type linebacker, six one two forty out of Notre Dame. Um, he I I just feel like he has lion size. He comes from Notre Dame. You know, obviously had a great program this year. He had a fumble recovery and four tackles in the game. I mean, I think this is a third uh, third round type linebacker. If you want to look that position, let's say you don't go high with a guy, but you do want to um, kind of solidify or get some better depth at the linebacker position, he might be a guy you can look at. Michael Dieter, this is a, uh, a guard with with huge size, 6'6", 310 out of Wisconsin. I mean, my notes here just say you can't go wrong with a Wisconsin guard. I mean, I feel like, you know, all these uh, Wisconsin linemen that are coming out are uh, good players, tough guys, you know, can play in the type of conditions we have an NFC North, and uh, just depending on what they want to do with TJ, you could either go with a draft pick or uh, you know a lower-level free agent if you want to solidify that guard position, or who knows? Who knows what they have in uh, in mind for Crosby? You know, Crosby was a left tackle in college. They played him at some right tackle. You know, if they move on from Rick Wagner and want to save that money, you know, maybe Crosby plays over there at right tackle. Taylor Decker at left. You kind of see what Taylor Decker gives you. Hopefully he steps up this next year. I mean, people want to slide Crosby inside, and he's he's done it, but I don't know that he's the best there, you know, when it comes to, to playing inside of the guard position. So Michael Dieter's a guy that, that could fill that void. Next name I have here is Penny Hart. Penny Hart's a wide receiver, small receiver, 5'8", 180 out of Georgia State. This guy showed up big all week in practice. I mean, he opened eyes. He had that juice. He had that zip. He was able to do what everybody talks about, which is get that separation in the receiving game. So he really impressed, kind of got on everybody's radar. Um, Didn't have much production in the game, though. Only one catch for seven yards. So uh, Penny Hart, I think, helped himself. Again, could be a mid to late type receiver the Lions consider. In my opinion, the Lions right now with Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, you know, to me, if they keep both those guys, then you're looking for that underneath, smaller, move the chains, you know, separate type receiver. If they were to get rid of a guy like Marvin Jones and make Kenny Galladay their number one, then I could see you plug in another guy with size 
um, touchdown ability, big play, all that. But if they stick with what they have now, I mean, you got to look at these underneath smaller type guys that can replace a Golden Tate, but pay him a fraction of what Golden Tate will get on the open market, and uh, and and live with the production they can give you. So, I think that's a integral pos- um, spot this offseason. I was so positive about them moving on from Golden Tate for what they got for him. You know, it was disconcerting, don't get me wrong, to see the Eagles do so well and that third round pick go from like 10 to 12 to 15-ish to end up at I think 24 or 28 there in the third round, which uh, man, that was that was tough to watch. But still, that third round resource, you know, hopefully they can do something good with it. And to me, that that third receiver, that other playmaker is very important to this team in 2019. So, you know, I would actually look for a better option than a Penny Hart where it's a guy that's a little bit of a flyer, but we'll see what they do. I got a Michigan boy next on the list, Karan Higdon. Uh, Karan Higdon out of Michigan. You know, all of us that are local here in the state have seen him. Uh, when every time I saw him, you know, his athleticism, his size, none of that jumped off the page, but I put, man, just a hard nose runner. And uh, I saw, like, a documentary on him, or I think it was on that series that was on Amazon Prime where they followed around Michigan. I mean, they followed this guy. And to me, he was a humble, hard-nosed football player, a guy you want on your team, a guy that doesn't need to be a number one running back, a guy that could compliment, carry on, still get those hard yards. He can catch the football. And if he gets a crease, as we saw at U of M, he can hit it. You know, he can he still has go-to-the-house type potential on certain plays. So he didn't do much in the game. Five carries, only 18 yards. I mean, 5'10", 202 pounds is kind of, again, more on that low range maybe is what you'd see for a receiver type. But um, I like the guy. You know, it depends where you can get him. You know, people were talking first, second round. I mean, I see Higdon going maybe in that third, fourth type round. You know, if he slips later than that, he's a great value. But uh, I think he's a good compliment for carry on. For carry on, I think you're either looking for a guy like this that is still big and can bang and has some ability, or <clears throat> that smaller running back that can either replace Theo or could be another option both in the pass game and be a little more electric. So I'll talk about some of those guys as we move on here. The next guy on my list, man, this guy got a ton of pub at the Senior Bowl. He was not on my radar. I can't watch. I, I don't watch much UMass football, but Andy Isabella. I mean, this guy. I was shocked to hear his speed. This guy's talking about running four threes or even uh, high four twos. I mean, to me, it's probably like a four four type guy. His speed didn't jump off the page to me, but when they showed his highlights and they talked about it so much, I mean, he he does have lightning speed, I guess, to me. Again, he looks like a Wes Welker type. He's 5'10", 195, uh, underneath, shifty type receiver. Um, You know, I thought he struggled in the practices. Like, I heard all this hype, and so, oh, let me watch this guy. And then, like, first play in the practice, they were talking about how he's chopping his feet too much. He's being too delayed with his moves off the line. He's getting jammed up. And then when he get the football put right on I think I saw three four drops from this guy in practice I mean that was disconcerting but again this guy shows up huge in the game seven catches 74 yards a touchdown he also had a carry for 14 yards to me this is a guy the Lions can look at in the third round type get a guy that can make plays isn't going to be a top two type receiver but could be 
a game changer as far as a guy that has speed but can also work underneath. Uh, he's had crazy college production, which is always a positive. Anytime you can get that, no matter even though he's playing at UMass, like you put up the kind of numbers this guy did in college, like he could be something at the next level. And like I say, he would be a, a second or third or even a fourth type receiver on a good team. So, um, you know, I think, again, if he's there in the third round, consider it. Second round, eh, I wouldn't love it. I, you know, I don't think they need to spend that type of resource on a guy like this. And, man, if he slips any farther than that and the lines are picking, definitely consider him for that uh, Golden Tate type replacement with some speed. So, uh, Andy Isabella, keep that name uh, on your mind, Lions fans. Jalen Jelks, this is a guy out of Oregon. I'm not a big fan of Oregon players, to be honest. I mean, I think they um, play in kind of a wacky scheme, both offensive and defensively. You know, some of their players have come out, Ben Buss, you know, some of them on the defensive side of the ball. This guy's a defensive end, 6'6", 245. That 245, a little bit late, probably for what Matt Pat is looking for. But I know uh, John Gruden had a lot of good things to say. He seemed to like this guy. And to me, Jalen Jelks, fits that jack linebacker role, which is kind of like what you see <clears throat> um, Devon Kennard play. You know, it's kind of that off-ball linebacker that can also come down in the pass game and can get after the quarterback and make plays. I think Jokes could maybe be that role either on the other side or be kind of a a backup type piece for a guy like Kennard, kind of see how he does and also have somebody in case of injury, that type of thing. I don't think that you have to spend a big resource. I mean, I'm looking probably, you know, fourth type round for this guy. I mean, I still got to wait and see how everything shakes out at the combine. I'm throwing out a lot of round projections, but these are just kind of things I'm thinking or seeing right now based on some data that's out there. Um, okay, so I have a, another guard here coming up. Chris Lindstrom from Boston College. I mean, offensive guard. I feel like Quinn has spent a lot of resources on the offensive line, and the only way I want to see him do it this year in the draft is after he goes after the high-end playmakers, the defensive impact type guys. You know, I'm talking like fourth, fifth, sixth round if you want to add to this offensive line and add a, a guy that can either start or, or can add some depth maybe, but I don't know that you have to address it much. I mean, so I just highlight Chris Lindstrom. He's 6'4", 310 out of Boston College. Had some good things to show at the Senior Bowl, but it's definitely not a guy I have really circled on my list as a top, top guy. The next guy, this is one of my favorite guys. Uh, depending on where you can get him, I mean, I love his size. 6'7", 271 out of Iowa. Anthony Nelson, I mean... I think this guy, I love his size, I love his length as far as his height, but also just the way he gets after the quarterback, his production, and he's a guy that's not very highly rated when you do or see mock drafts, but then some of the other sites I'm looking at, they have him really highly rated, kind of in like their top 50, 60 players overall. So Anthony Nelson could be that DN that you're getting, you know, after the first round, that could really be hopefully impactful. So keep an eye on his name as well. Uh, let's see here. we got a cornerback from Penn State. You're going to have to apologize for this name. Amani Onawarie, I believe is how it's pronounced. That's a tough one. But uh, this guy, again, corner, 6'1", 201, 
I felt he had good size. I felt like he was decent at the senior bowl and the practices. You know, in my opinion, he might have some safety flex. You know, not that we need it right now, but anytime a guy can play corner and play safety, that's a bonus. So, you know, look out for this guy as an option for the Lions. I think he's been projected in a couple mocks to them, either in the second or third round. You know, I don't love him that much, but I think depending on how the board falls, he could be an option. Now, this next guy really, really, really showed out in the Senior Bowl game. Tony Pollard, running back out of Memphis. Of course, this guy wasn't on my list. Again, not watching much Memphis football. Um, Six feet, 208. This is a guy that, you know, and we're going to talk about him more as the offseason goes on. But I, I promise you, I'm like, I'm sort of on this train of cutting Theo Riddick. You know, saving that money. He's making about four, five million bucks this next year. And plugging in a guy like this, a Tony Pollard, you can get him probably late fifth, sixth type round, depending on how he creeps up the board. Um, but this guy can catch the football. He's got some juice. I mean, look at look at his stats here in the Senior Bowl. Eight carries, 60 yards, a touchdown, two catches for 13. I mean, the Lions need a new electric third down type back. I mean, if they keep Theo Riddick and they use him properly and get him the football and get him on some new routes rather than his same old route that he runs every play, the old outcut, dart to the inside, catch it up the middle and run for an extra 10. If they can use him and move him around, great. If we've seen the best of Theo Riddick and just that one route, a few run plays here or there, like, you can't pay a guy like that four or five million bucks. So Tony Pollard is a guy that's an option that could get a late draft pick. Again, you got carry on your workhorse. Daryl Bevel, I think, could use a guy like this, move him all over the field, catch the ball, and uh, a guy that could score from almost anywhere on the field. So Tony Pollard uh, I really liked and thought could be a, a nice piece for this team. Let's see, move down my list here. This is kind of the North team that I'm working my way through. Got a couple more names. Dexter Williams, he's a, I wouldn't call him a bigger type running back, but he seemed bigger when I saw him in games. I saw him at the Senior Bowl. He's from Notre Dame. He seemed like a physical runner. Seemed like he has decent size for the position. You know, I thought this was a guy, again, like Higdon, that can, uh, he can, I don't know how much he can catch the football, but he's just that that one-two to carry on. Carry on being the 1A, this guy being kind of like a similar skill set, but not being as talented that could come in or come in for injury. So Dexter Williams, just another running back option I had highlighted here. Caleb Wilson. This is the tight end out of UCLA. Now, this wasn't a guy that I liked to start with. And then as I kind of looked into him, I like his size, 6'4", 235 pounds, 235, a little bit lighter than you see some of these tight ends. But that's because he's a flex guy. He's a guy that you put out on the outside. You let him move around. You let him catch the football. And then you bring in some of these blockers or some of these bigger guys that we already have or can go get for cheap. But Caleb Wilson, he had great college production. He was a guy that, you know, no matter what, you know, seemed like one of the best passing catch pass-catching tight ends in the draft. And I think that's what the Lions need. So, depending on where you can get this guy in the draft, it'll let you load up in the beginning and maybe get him in the middle to late rounds. Um, I, I think it's something to consider. You know, UCLA products, you know, not always uh, the most, the toughest football players or the best guys, but, um, you know, I think he could be something to consider. 
He had four grabs for 24 yards in the game, so you know not many yards per catch, but they were looking to him. He did seem to catch the football. So let me move on to the South squad. We'll work our way through here. Um, South team. Um, I did highlight Will Greer here on my list. I know he got he got hated on a little bit throughout the process of just a guy. You know, uh, I don't know about his arm. I don't know about his accuracy. To me, I put here. I, I liked his swag. I thought he was a guy that you know, connected with Debo Samuel and a few guys right off the get-go, really seemed to be a guy that, um, you know, go out, play quarterback, not overthink it, not be too mechanical, but we saw what he did in college, man, he could throw it all around the yard, put up crazy stats, and uh, he's just a later-end type quarterback that you might want to consider. I mean, he doesn't have great size, he doesn't have great measurables, but like I say, swag and can throw it around and make plays, I mean, that's something you got to always consider, no doubt about it. Now, the opposite of him at the quarterback position, the next guy on my list who I highlighted was Tyree Jackson. I mean, this is a guy 6'7", 245 pounds at the quarterback position. I mean, you don't see that too often. Um, This guy got a lot of pub early on. He got added late, I think, to the Senior Bowl, and people were like, hey, you know, look at this guy. He's just a specimen in the jersey, but can he actually play? Can he throw the football accurately? Can he, you know, run an NFL offense? Hey, I thought this guy, if you can get him late in the draft – it might be worth, you know, consideration. Now, let me pause on that because with the Lions having Matt Stafford at only 31, 32 years old, they've already paid him. Jake Rudock's still there. You know, I don't see any team coming to grab him. And then depending on if you boot Matt Castle, you bring in some other quarterback. I mean, a veteran or something like that. I'm more of a proponent of, like, not wasting a draft pick on a quarterback. Now, I know people will say, like, it's an investment. You take a quarterback in almost every other draft. That way, you either have somebody in the pipeline or they become a tradable asset. I don't really agree with that. I feel like that taking a quarterback is sort of a wasted pick, especially in those early to mid-type rounds. You know, late in the draft when it's a total coin flip, I don't mind it, but I still don't love it because I think you could coin flip on an offensive lineman you know, corner, um, an electric receiver late in the draft and hope they pan out more so than a guy that the only time they will play is the worst-case scenario when your starter is down. And I know everybody is down on Matt Stafford to some degree, but you don't want to draft a guy in the mid-rounds hoping that he's going to replace your guy who you've already paid and hope that he bounces back. So, you know, I lean against these quarterbacks, but I did just want to bring up Tyree Jackson and Will Greer's guys that – Man, they have crazy, crazy size. <clears throat> in Tyree Jackson's case, Will Greer can throw it and has some of that just star-type potential when you see him play and when you hear him on the mic. So those are two guys to consider, but I'd say don't draft a quarterback unless it's really late, unless you really love the guy. So um, next guy on my list, Gary Jennings Jr. I don't know. I didn't look into if this guy is related to um, Greg Jennings Um Part of me thinks he might be, I don't know if it's son. I I should have looked that up before I did the podcast. But when I watched him, man, this guy, you know, he's coming from that West Virginia. So it's like, man, can that translate? They always run that kind of crazy up-tempo, just slinging around the yard offense. But when I saw him, I was kind of like, man, this guy looks like an NFL-type receiver. Not a one or a two, but a three, four type of receiver that can make plays. I mean, he seemed to have that same swag that Real, Will Greer did. He uh, caught the football for the most part, from what I could see, 
And uh, can he be an NFL-type receiver, though? He's 6'1", 210, which is, you know, again, for that smaller, shiftier-type receiver. He had two catches for 64 yards and a touch in the game. That jumped off the page. Again, depending on where this guy falls, I think he could be a consideration for the Lions. Next player I have is a cornerback. I have lots of corners on this list because I think this is a key position for the Lions. You know, people are talking Greedy Williams up top. Again, I don't mind it. I think they really need to address that position opposite of Slay. But, you know, some of these later guys you got to put on your radar because if we pass on corner in the beginning, when and where can we get a corner that can also be productive without spending the high resources important. So Isaiah Johnson, this guy's a monster. 6'4", 203 pounds out of Houston. You know, crazy big size. You can't coach size. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I feel like he was a higher projected guy. And, you know, they had some good corners come out of Houston in the last handful of years. Isaiah Johnson, just due to his size alone and ability, is somebody that's at least on my radar. I got a defensive end up next out of Georgia, Jonathan Ledbetter. 6'4", 280 pounds. That seems to be right in the range of what the Lions look for. Those heavy ends that also have some height and some size. 6'4", sometimes, you know, the bigger guys are 6'6", or so out there at edge. 6'4", to me, as long as you can get after the quarterback, is still plenty plenty tall enough and plenty heavy enough at 280. Um I think this guy has burst. Obviously, he's an SEC guy. Played at Georgia. You know, he wasn't one of their top type playmakers, but I feel like he's a guy you can get later in the draft that went to a big school and has ability. And uh, you know, I like him. Another quarterback. I just gave my uh, diatribe on maybe not drafting a quarterback or not valuing him, but this is another guy that uh, man, he had that swag. He had that. Baker Mayfield type uh, personality and just also wasn't afraid to throw it all over the field at the Senior Bowl. So, Gardner Minshew. I mean, what this guy was up for the Heisman, which is kind of crazy because he went to Washington State. And, you know, I think he only had one or two years of production. Just kind of be able to go to New York, I think that was a little much for the guy. But um, he did have some crazy numbers in that offense and you know, obviously, like I say, just watching him in the practices, I felt like he had a ability to um, kind of galvanize his teammates and, and get out there and just had a great attitude through everything. Um, you know, can he play at the next level and back up that mojo that he brings? You know, that would be the main thing. Or he's, he's probably more of a backup type guy in the in the league. But you know, the Lions do need uh, a backup or a pipeline type guy. Maybe this guy has more upside than Jake Rudock, but he really didn't do anything in the game. Second. So uh, played in the second quarter, one for eight for only four yards. I mean, to me, that that's that's just more of a product of the Senior Bowl, just being weird how they only get to play a little bit and in and out, and depending on what, you know, they're not used to receivers, that type of thing. But that's definitely a guy just to keep your eye on late in the draft. If he's there, you know, if you like him better than Rudock and, and think he could bring something, maybe you bring him in. But got to be careful about that because, like I say, we need players at defense, offense, everywhere, you know, don't want to plan for our quarterback either getting hurt or not being there and that's kind of what you do when you make those type of selections got a few more names here uh, to get through and then I'm also going to give you guys some uh, quick couple draft simulations that I do via um, website where it's able to work through and uh, tell you kind of what my picks have been when I ran some seven round mocks so let me get through 
the last few of these players, and then uh, we'll move on to a couple draft sims before we get out of here. Uh, Jimmy Moreland, another cornerback. This is a guy out of James Madison, another small school. You know, he got some pub early in the week. I know Jeff Risden and people have said, you know, keep your eye on this guy. Um, I thought he showed out, at, showed out at times. Could be a sneaky, late type cornerback option. You know, if the Lions think that he has what they look for and thinks that he could play, you know, I don't mind it. I think it's another shot sort of in the dark of can you take him later in the rounds and can he actually either start or play in the slot or make plays for you. You know, I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. Just, again, the more corner options we have, the better. i got another big beast coming up here. Offensive guard, Ben Powers out of Oklahoma. I thought this guy was just a big, powerful guy with some nasty, you know, Oklahoma always kind of the last few years has run that kind of spread type scheme. But I know they had a great offensive line keeping Kyler Murray clean. You know, will that translate to the next level is the big question. You know, there have been some some guards and some offensive linemen out of Oklahoma that have busted out of the league. But uh, 6'4", 313, kind of that stocky, big uh, offensive guard that you look for. I want to say he played on the left side, which I'm not a big fan of drafting a guy that's always played on the left side at left guard and moving him over to right. I don't think that really works out too many times um, very well. But, you know... If he has some, if he's played both and moved around, you know that could work out better. But you know the Lions definitely need a right guard if they move on from T.J. Lang and don't think that Crosby can fit there. So um, Ben Powers again, another late name to keep an eye on. Next guy I have, man, this guy when he walks into the uh, measurable room when they when they measure uh, height, weight, speed, all that stuff, he fails on all those, <laughs> all of those uh, measurables. 5'10", 180 pounds, looks terribly unathletic. But he's a wide receiver out of Clemson. Hunter Renfro. I mean, what did uh, Dabo Sweeney say? It's always third and Renfro. I mean, that's what the Lions need, man. They need a chain mover. They need a down and dirty guy that can make plays and that can move chains and score touchdowns and has no flash, you know, no nothing. You can get a guy like Hunter Renfro. This is what I always argue with Grifka about. Like, let's say you get Hunter Renfro in the sixth round. You know, he has none of the measurables the NFL look for, but he has college production. He always has been able to catch the football and, and do what he needs to do. And let's say you get him in the sixth round. So, like, Golden Tate, let's say, like, out on the open market, he gets, like, 10, 12, 13 million bucks a year on, like, a two- or three-year deal. Hunter Renfro in that sixth round is getting maybe, you know, what? You know, four hundred, five hundred thousand bucks, even maybe less than that, over like a four or five year contract. That's also not guaranteed. Like to me, that's just a crazy savings, and just a great shot in the dark of filling that spot. You know, is he Golden Tate? Is he some of these other shifty receivers? No, but I mean, can he do what the Lions need? While Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, and maybe you get a high end tight end that can make plays. Can he do some of that other work the Lions need at a crazy low price? Absolutely. So Hunter Renfro could go undrafted, could go really late, but is a guy if the Lions want to hold their water on a third, fourth type receiver that can be better than T.J. Jones, can be better than Andy Jones, can be better than some of the options we've had. I think Hunter Renfro has some of that grittiness and upside couple more names here everybody Debo Samuel I mean this guy was the talk of the senior bowl best player all week going deep 
making plays, catching the football, was great in the interviews, just seemed to be uh, really helped his stock. You know, I know there's been some analysts I've listened to that love Debo. They've always been pubbing him and repping him. And then there's been people that have just kind of been like, ah, he's good, but he didn't live up to what he could have in college, that type of stuff. I mean, he only had one catch for 15 in the actual game. I think that came right off the, the bat, either with Will Greer or somebody slung him the football, caught it, and then you just didn't see or hear much from the guy the rest of the game. I mean, this is a good player. It's just where do you get him? You know, is he worth a, a high second-round price if he's sitting there and the Lions want to really invest that in a receiver if he's the best on the board? Possibly. I mean... I just don't know if I'd go that route, depending on what they did in the first round. You know, those first two rounds, I'd love to get high-end star-type potential. I don't know. Debo seems to have that, but also, again, he's only 6 feet, 210. I don't know. Second round, I consider it. You know, if he if he slipped farther than that, I think it, his chance, you know, is better that I would invest in him. But a high second round is a, is a high price to pay. So, two names left. Montez Sweat, everybody talked about him the first couple days, that he had some crazy snap in his hands, and he ended up bull rushing that guy, knocking him to the ground. I mean, I thought he he did well in the one-on-ones. You know, his size is 6'6", 245. To me, the 245, where do you play him? I mean, is he a rush end, or can he even play, you know, the Lions-type linebacker at only 245? You know, I don't think so. He'd have to be a rush guy, and just depending on if they like that size or if that's too light for them. And I saw an interview with him. I mean, he seemed like a good kid. The analysts seemed to like him. You know, to me, I just kind of looked at him and said, man, I don't see a crazy, twitchy, freaky athlete or a guy that's a star. You know, I feel like he can be a good NFL player, but I don't know that you'll be talking about Montez Sweat the next few years as like a top-end rush in the league and where he's going to go either in that mid to late first round or early second type round you know I, I i didn't think i wanted him you know on my football team but like i say we gotta go through some more testing and see but he just seemed like a good player not a great or a star which is what i'm looking for last guy i had highlighted here on my list this was a crazy every time i see this name on some of my draft sims before the senior bowl i was kind of like man who's this guy like just a crazy name rock yasin uh rock dash sin out of temple now you know the name is crazy but his game is crazy when i watch him at the senior bowl this guy's 6'2 190 so really good height pretty good uh, weight there for a corner and this guy he was a dog, man. He wanted to have the top guy. He was trying to guard Debo all week. Yeah, he got burned a few times, but he also made a few great plays. I thought he lived up to some of the potential where people were saying, watch out for this guy. The more I looked up on him, I mean, he's going to be in that second, third type round. You know, if the Lions pass on corner early, can you get Rocky Sin in the, and preferably in the third round? But if, if second round, you know, depending on where the corners sit and where you're, you know, could you get a rush end in a corner in rounds one and two if you can and Rocky Sin is the best option in the second round? Hey, man, I liked how he played. I thought uh, I thought he was good there um, just as far as, like, an overall player. So he's, he's one of my favorites, just uh, that ability to compete that ability to uh, want to be good out there on the edge 
and uh, I think he could fit here with Detroit as well as be a corner you get without having to spend you know, that first round resource on him. So something to consider. So I'm sure there's plenty of names here on the list that I either skip by or I miss that you guys like out there. But those are just some main names that I picked up on that I wanted to consider. I thought it was a good senior bowl. Again, people are calling this draft light. I don't think it's light. I think it's a good draft top to bottom. Uh, I think you're going to be able to get good players those top uh, two to three rounds. And then you're also going to find gems later, you know, no doubt about it. So really important draft for the Lions. Now, before we close up this podcast on the Senior Bowl, I also want to put some draft stuff in here. So, again, there's a website I use where I'm doing seven-round draft sims. Now, you know, there's an algorithm and the way the computer sort of makes all the picks for all the other teams, and I make the Lions picks. So, you know, is it perfect? Absolutely not, but do I just go ahead and pick the type of players when they're on the board that I think might fit the Lions? Yes, and it gives you some type of idea who might be there, who the Lions could be considering. So, you know, I'm just going to give you a couple of these sims. I'll give you three of them real quick and then uh, talk them through a little bit and then get out of here. So the first sim, this was a little bit different. So at pick eight, I went a little bit different. I want to see how the draft would shake out. I took Devin White out of LSU. Man, I watched this guy. I know we already have Jared Davis, but Tevin White is an absolute beast. He's a guy that you could play in the middle with Jared Davis or could even put him in the middle and move Jared Davis maybe to the outside and make him the captain of your defense. Absolute stud. Second round came around. I took A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss. Every time I saw this guy on TV, I thought he looked like an absolute NFL stud. Just his build, his bulk. He's played in the slot. He can play outside. I know he has some you know, measurable issues or as far as his athleticism isn't as high as some of the other receivers in this draft, but he looked like he could play and, and get first down, score touchdowns. Third round, I was able to get Charles Amenahue out of Texas. I think he was at the senior bowl. I didn't talk about him, but um, this is a rush end that could go much higher than that. But uh, if he's there in the third round, I snagged him up. Thought he had great size, length, ability to get after the quarterback. In this draft sim, I was able to get Anthony Nelson in the fourth. I don't think he'll be there at that point, but, hey, he was on the board there. I took him. Another crazy one here, Kron Higdon in the fifth. You know, again, he's he's being talked about as a 2-3 or higher even type of guy. I mean, yeah, if he's there in the fifth, I'm taking Kron Higdon, no doubt about it. I was able to get my tight end in the sixth round. I took Tommy Sweeney. Again, not very athletic, but had good size. Did decent at the senior bowl. Just felt like I'd, I'd plug a tight end in at that point. A young guy that maybe has a little bit of upside and can do some things. Sixth round, I love this pick if he's there late. I mean, I think this is a guy the Lions should definitely look at. Justin Lane out of Michigan State. I loved what he did in college. Depending on how he does the combine, you know, will he be in those top or middle rounds or will he fall late? If he falls late, you know, keep him on your radar. In this draft sim, I was able to get Tony Pollard out of Memphis in the seventh. You know, questionable again if he'd be there that late. But catch the football, third down type back, add to the backfield. And then with my last pick in the seventh round, I was able to get uh, four Holt out of Arkansas. Big old nasty guard, which had a really high rating um, at a couple of the sites I looked at. I couldn't believe he's still there in the seventh. So take him there and then um, be able to solidify that position depending or give them some flexibility depending on what they do. All right, next draft sim I had was... Um, I took Greedy with my first pick at number eight. In the second round, I was able to come back and get one of my favorite players in the draft. Most people are talking about this guy mid-first round, 
but he was there in the second. I'm not going to pass on him. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown out of Oklahoma. Man, this guy can take the top off the defense. He can score touchdowns. He can make plays. He's tiny. Will he last the NFL? I don't know. But in 2019, moving forward in the new NFL, yeah, I think he can last and be a huge impact player. Third pick, I was able to get Chase Winovich. Uh, out of Michigan, crazy motor, gives you that gritty defensive end. I'm I'm curious, really curious to see if Chase Winovich lasts, or not lasts, if he is able to do in at the next level what he did in college. Because he didn't even look like he should have produced in college, but every game he turned on the tape, he was getting after the quarterback, he was talking smack, he was making plays. And uh, if he can do even uh, two-thirds of that in the league, I think he's a good draft pick there in the late third round. Fourth round, I was able to get Joe Johnson, another edge rusher out of Miami, Florida, the U, uh, like his ability and upside. Fifth round, on top of the fifth round, again, I'm trying to find corners, so I already took Greedy, but I went and got Lavert Hill out of Michigan. Again, really highly touted, didn't have the greatest college uh, production all the time, but man, just, uh, you know, to me at that point, just another corner that could possibly play and is probably definitely better than some of the current options we had hey i'll take him sixth round i was able to get gary jennings again still not really sure where he'll fall he was on the board i felt like i'd add to my receiver core at that point so i got hollywood brown and gary jennings in this draft again the sixth round i was able to add tommy sweeney again so i didn't take a tight end high so you're looking for guys later again he was best available at that point ended up taking him Seventh round, pick number 10, I was able to get Michael Pinckney, a linebacker out of the U. And then in the seventh round, he's still on the board. Again, not totally sure where he'll go. Dexter Williams added to my running back um, late there in the seventh round. I already talked about him in the senior bowl. So, again, a compliment to carry on at that point. Just another body to grind out in the run game. Third and final draft sim for all you guys out there. Hopefully... um, you know, I know I've just kind of been rumbling through this stuff, but hopefully this is giving you some good draft content as well as a Senior Bowl and whatnot. So my final draft sim that I did just a few days ago, I was able to get Greedy Williams at number eight. In the second round, I was able to get TJ Hawkinson. This is a guy that people have put really high in the first round. I put in the middle to late first round. If he slips to the pick two and the Lions are on the clock, I think he's a guy to consider. He can block. He can catch. He seems like an absolute just football player type uh, guy that you want to have on your team he's young I think he'd be an interesting option for them if they want to invest heavily in the tight end and it's crazy in the third round with pick 24 this guy was the best on the board I loved his measurables and he was really high ranked on some sites I looked at I ended up double dipping on tight ends I took Caden uh, Smith out of Stanford Stanford's put out some good tight ends he's the top guy uh, and he just seemed to be the best available. So this would be a scenario where the Lions would be taking two tight ends in the second and third round, really upgrading that position uh, after they got their corner. But now what are you going to do on the defense and at the other positions to sort of supplement that? So, again, as the board falls is sort of how I draft. So in the fourth round, instead of going defensive end or some of these other defensive positions I didn't love, I took the big old monster, Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State. This guy is... His height weight was crazy. It was like 6'6", 200, and what was he, like 200 and... 
35 pounds or something like that. I mean, just an absolute mountain of a guy. So, like, if I can get a guy like that and if he can really make plays and be good, you know, that's when I'd maybe move on from a guy like Marvin Jones, you know, and uh, put him and Kenny together. It would just be absolute crazy size and ability out on the outside and then get somebody underneath that can make plays, which we already did, our two tight ends in this scenario. Fifth round, I was able to get Michael Jackson out of Miami. Um, this is a guy that can, he's a good corner, ranked highly. Getting him in the fifth round, I thought was good value. Sixth round, I was able to get TJ Edwards, kind of a just a big linebacker out of the Big Ten. You usually can't go wrong there, adding to our linebacker core. Later in the sixth round, this is crazy value. I don't think this guy will be there, but since he was, I snagged him up. Again, want to add to my receiving core, but I already got my monster, so here I take my underneath, kind of move the chains, just shifty guy. I was able to get Terry Godwin out of Georgia, one of my favorite players in this year's draft, especially based on where you can get him. I think his value is going to be crazy good in the next level. Round seven, pick ten. I took a flyer on Ray Wyatt, or... Wyatt Ray, sorry I had those reversed. He's an edge out of Boston College. Again, just kind of when I'm at that point in the draft, I'm trying to see, okay, where's this guy ranked versus like where I'm at in the draft. And, man, a couple boards I saw he was way up there and was pretty highly ranked and had decent size. So I took Wyatt Ray out of Boston College. They've been a pretty good defense over the last couple of years and uh, thought that was worth the, uh, the risk at that point. And then my last pick, seventh, round pick 20 in that round i just took a flyer gardner menchu the quarterback thought uh it was worth it at that point and again that's kind of how i would take my quarterbacks is wait till the very end if nothing else is looking at you staring you in the face hey he was worth the roll of the dice at that point so everybody we've talked about the senior bowl i've given you some draft sims i cannot wait till we get farther in this process uh and i hope you really enjoyed it detroit kool-aid cast coming at you it was super fun to kind of run this down i just ran it through uh, solo as best i could hopefully you guys enjoy this and uh please get at us with uh reaction questions any of the stuff you want us to hit up on the kool-aid cast in the next few weeks as we both finish our rewinds we're going back and looking at games for 2018 and but as we fast forward into the uh, free agency and draft process which is right around the corner so thank you everybody detroit kool-aid cast we're out Drink it in, man.